That's right. That's right. Jimmy's gone. Jason's in the house. We're doing banter of truth Order. with uh, with a PhD. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm uh, just um, uh, sitting here this morning talking with you, drinking some fresh ground uh, coffee. Well, I know Ethiopian them. Ethiopian light roast. Yep, yep. Yeah, you hit me to them through the through the episode, and uh, oh, you placed an order. Really that was so nice. Really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, uh, they're awesome people. Those are roasters, the Andersons at our church, if you don't know. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we were doing coffee. We were doing pods, I'll admit it. We were doing, like, Keurig at our church. I mean, we yeah. had, we had like, 100 people, you know. Right. And uh, we were just doing pods, and we didn't, you know, like, what are we going to do? And uh, yeah. even though we have, like, real, like, coffee people, um, they just would bring their own coffee because they're not going to do the pods. And then, because uh, they're like, no, what, what the heck? We're coming for Jesus. Uh, we'll skip your coffee. And we, um, but then the Andersons came here and they're like, you know, you have really bad coffee. We can, we can give you a good deal and set you up if you want. You know, and we're like, absolutely. Yes. So that's yeah. awesome, man. I love, I love, yeah. I love good coffee on a, on a Sunday morning. But I see like here, if, 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 you, if we get the video up, I'm, I have my polar pop from Circle K because yeah. uh, I do this thing. Right where I pay six bucks a month, and I can get a drink of any size and of any kind that's not bottled or canned. Uh, right, once, so every day, yeah. So I get like really, yeah. You're, are you a diet coke guy? Is that right? Yeah, because I got to maintain my my trim figure. <laughs> are you not a Coke? Now they call it zero sugar guy. Yeah, yeah, I do uh, Coke Zero. Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm going at home, I have Coke Zero or Right, Coke, no, whatever it is, and uh, but if I'm out, I usually get Diet Coke. Yeah, I mean I'm easy because most pl- most places don't carry Coke Zero like in their yeah. lineup. Yeah, so like the gas station does. The gas station that I go to, Sarcoya has Coke Zero and Diet Coke, but I just generally go with the Diet Coke. I don't know. So gas prices are really expensive all over, but Chicago and Chicagoland area tends to be even higher. Uh, are you a fan of like the Circle K discount for the gas or? I haven't seen the, any discount for Circle K. Ga- gas buddy. Oh, you can't use the, they have a card and lately oh. it's been 10 cents off. Whoa. So. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm only, I'm so focused on the Coke. I'm so focused on my, my <laughs> beverages. Sometimes I get a cherry pie when I'm in there. Uh, but it, would, it a, wouldn't even, even even itself out with the six bucks a month thing you're doing. <laughs> So yeah, that's so good with like the six bucks because I get I get a drink every yeah. day, and so uh, yeah, I come out ahead. Uh, average gas price in Chicago. So it's going to be bad. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, it looks like uh, like four bucks, but actually out by us, it's less than that. Like we're out and we're yeah. on the burb, so we're paying like three, probably three sixty. Yeah, that's where we're at is about 360. So I use this little app called Gas Buddy, and if you tie your uh, debit card to their card, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you can get 25 cents off a gallon and things like Ooh, that. So okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, me, I, me, I, I, I shop info. it. I shop it, man. Awesome. I shop the different uh, things. You got that, like, multifaceted brain. Like, you can do all those different <laughs> things at the same time. Uh, dude, I'm so tired all the time. Like, I just – I can barely think – I barely remember – to get gas, I, I, I don't yeah. want to shop around for it. I just want to stop. I just yeah. go to the same place. I go now. Jen We're does also, what you do. 
Yeah, we're also Costco members. So right now Costco's three sixteen. Oh, yeah. So I'll yeah, we are there. Costco members and Jen only gets her gas there. Mm-hmm. But I ain't got time for that. But when you're when you're running on fumes, you're like, what's the next gas station? Right, you gotta get in there and get it. <laughs> I know it. I know it, man. Yeah, man. Well, listen, uh, I was wondering, are we gonna talk about the UAPs being shot down uh by the government or are we going to talk about revival uh, at Asbury University getting shot down by haters? Um, oh man, I, I, I wasn't I like sure. that transition, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a solid transition. I don't know. I don't know if it's revival or not, but we're going to talk about it, and sure. uh, we're going to yeah, be a little bit sure. more reasonable than some of the people online have been. You know, and cause, because sometimes you know people hear about something like this, and you know, some people are just like, "Whoa, this is the work of God." Uh, which is, you know, a little premature. And then other people uh, will start hating on it. And that's nothing new. It's always been this way. Um, are you familiar yeah. with what's going on at Asbury? Yeah, it seems like, uh, I think last Wednesday, they were having a student-led chapel, I think. And uh, the last prayer was something about, you know, Lord Jesus, continue to do a work in our life. Uh, help us as, you know, forgive us our sins or something along these lines. And then they just kept going. And they've been going for days now. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's I think that's pretty exciting. Um I don't know anything about it Asbury. It sounds Presbyterian. Is it Presbyterian? No, it's actually uh Wesleyan. It's so Wesleyan. it's got a holiness okay. kind of background, Methodist <laughs> yeah. holiness kind of background to it. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, Joe, the reports I'm seeing from people, you know, and, and you and I would maybe have our disagreements with Denny Burke on some things, but he's a conservative sure. guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh he's right there in the area because it's in Kentucky. Right. And um he's He's, um, you know, encouraged by it. And Good. so, I, you know, I kind of see as Denny as somebody who's in our camp. And, to oh, some for sure. You know, and, no, I, and, like, uh, I like Denny. I, I disagree with Denny on, on, on some stuff. But I would expect, like, listen, if Denny's there... And he's not dumping on it. That's a pretty good sign because he tends to be a critical guy. And I don't mean that mm-hmm. he's always negative, but yeah, he does, sure. in my reading of him, he does tend to you know, look for, which is not wrong, what's going on here that's not working, what's wrong with you know, this presentation. So that's actually encouraging because I, you know, I, only thing that I've read, because I've, I've, I've followed it on Twitter, um, I've seen some videos, I haven't seen anything off I'm sure right. there are going anytime there's revival there there are problems. There are abuses yeah. and errors, right? Uh but I haven't seen anything yet. Have you seen anything crazy going on yet? No, in fact I've uh again kind of people who would we would say to some degree we would be confident they kind of run in our reform circles like there's been some PCA pastors there, mm-hmm. some Baptist pastors there. They're saying, "Look, this is not Brownsville, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy laughter right. kind of thing. This is seems like a genuine I mean, again, with with caution, a genuine movement of God uh, in the students there, and then now the community is starting to kind of trickle into this, and so these local pastors are coming in, um, and so yeah, everything I have seen is like, uh, you know, hey, I'm a very cautious person, somewhat skeptical of these kind of things, and yet, um, and I'm talking about this is how others are reporting, it, it seems to be something not. Um, uh, sensational, right. as it were. So. Right. And you really, I mean, you know, historically, I, I, I don't think we're really able to say this is revival until time has passed, right? That's um, right. It's, it's, it's yeah. really hard to say. I mean, it could certainly be a work of God. It, it sounds to me like mm-hmm. a work of God. Uh, but is it a revival? Well, like, time will tell. Fruit will be born. Mm-hmm. 
and, and we'll be able to, to say, I don't think we need to be so eager to slap a label on it as much as we should be eager to, to support it in prayer. If I was local, man, yes. I would be there. I would go. I totally yeah. would go. Would you yeah. go? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For yeah. sure. If nothing else, just kind of out of that curiosity of, okay, is this mystical? Is it sensational? Or But, you know, and that, those, again, the reports that are coming back are like, no, mm-hmm. this is... This seems to be very conservative. It's like what I've heard is there's a lot of prayer, a lot of confession of sin, yep. a lot of worship, certainly, which can become emotional, you know. Sure. Um, but it's not that sort of uh, if I could bag on uh, a ministry, IHOP, you know, International House right. of Prayer, like, hey, we're 24 7, the, mo- the movement of God is spirit, you know. So I would suspect that some of those folks are maybe excited, but they may be, all, they may be skeptical and say, well, we have this going on all the time. But this seems to be something different, yeah. again, just from the reports I've seen. But yeah, I would definitely go. And even, but here's the thing, even if there was some suspicious or, um, you know, unguarded or unbiblical things happening, that doesn't mean it's not a revival. I mean, sure. you know, Edwards talked about this uh, quite a bit, mm. that just because there are abuses— just because yep. there are errors doesn't mean that God's not at work. Um, yeah. You know, these are not signs that it isn't a revival. They're just not signs that it is a revival. You know, so like yeah. the errors uh, and the, and some of the crazy stuff happens. I mean, during the Great Awakening, you know, we had people had the jerks, right? Which mm-hmm. uh, which is what I have today. It's a different. Like, <laughs> I, people say that I have this, this yeah. condition. Yeah. Um, where I'm just kind of a jerk to people, but the jerks were like, you know, apoplectic kind of fits. Yes, right, right, yeah. And who knows if that was physiological or, um, you know, a response to conviction of sin. I'm not opposed to saying, like, people may have been so moved by conviction of the Spirit. I mean, what did Jesus say? He's going to send the Spirit into the world, and he's going to convict people of sins. I mean, I've seen physiological reaction to sin. Whether yeah. it's someone's sin or 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 a, a response to somebody else's sin toward totally, you. Um, but but yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, those errors certainly, uh, like you said, we read these historical accounts in the Great Awakening or um, other other areas. But yeah, this doesn't seem like that sort of modern day yeah. sort of uh, ultra charismatic sort of. It's not a show. What's going on? It's, it's not, not a show. show man. Yeah. In fact, it's yeah. boring. Like like most people coming off the street, be like, "This is boring. I'm going to get out of here." That yeah. like, to me, that's very interesting because the clips I've seen is like yeah. they're singing. Yeah. All right. Like they're yeah. they're gathered together and praying. Uh, yeah. Something seems to be happening, and so I think like it, yeah. a person off the street walking into like uh, you know one of those crazy you know, California revivals with all the, you know, gold dust and everything, they're going to be captivated by the spectacle and the show. You know, there's right. people, like, you know, rolling around and doing all kinds of crazy things. Whereas people walk into this off the street, they're going to be like, all right, like, I don't Just see seems it. like a long church service. Right. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is that, you know, re- revival, you know, may include, uh, you know, errors like Edwards talked about, like emotionalism, you know, people just getting overly carried away emotionally. Um, you know, which again, like emotions are not bad and it's not a, it's not a sign that, um, that it's not a work of God, but like the, the divisiveness, I mean, all kinds of, the devil will see God doing something and he's going to want to get in on it and to make some, make some trouble. So 
So I've been, I've been kind of like, I'm excited about it. I mean, I've with, with yeah. you and many others, like we pray for revival. We pray for revival at yeah. our church every Sunday. Um, yeah. I mentioned revival uh, in prayer and uh, like it, it is, I know it's something that I, I long for, for me personally, uh, for us corporately. And then to see an awakening, which we haven't seen in well over a hundred years now in this country, something like geographically broad, like sweeping across you know, regions of our, of our country. That would be amazing. I would love to see that again. Yeah. And I think that's so good, Joe. Uh, let me just mention, uh, as well, when you guys did, um, the conference on revival a few years ago, my wife and I were there and I was very encouraged by that. In fact, you gave some points about what to pray for that. I then followed up with our church. I just said, Hey, anybody who wants to come into my office after service. So we do service first and then uh, our equip hour afterwards. Anybody who wants to come in my office in between those two times, let's just spend some time in prayer. And I had about, you know, five or six uh, men and a couple of women that just came in and we just went through those steps of prayer that you gave us in that conference. And um, man, maybe this is the fruit of that, you know, uh, of those kinds of prayers, like you just said. Um, yeah, so you just said excited. I'm hopeful, man. Like we yeah. have been praying for this in our mm-hmm. country, and um, you know, I'm a two kingdoms guy. Uh, right on. But um, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm I'm reading Van Drunen's book, uh, How to Live or Living in Living in God's Two Kingdoms, right now, actually. But um, yeah, I I believe that God could in His providence and by His eternal will sweep through our nation with you know, seeing people converted and churches yeah. growing. And, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I remember um, uh, it's been quite a few years ago, maybe eight or nine years ago now, um, Piper was challenging Dever on his regulative principle of having just one service. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, he said, you know, in his Piperian way, like, brother, you know, what if Acts 2 happened here next week? And, you know, Dever's like, you know, well, I mean, we would tell people, hey, there's some great churches. Like, no, brother, you don't understand what I'm saying. You know, in typical Piper, he's like, 3,000 people show up at your church tomorrow. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, God could do that, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and and that's exciting. That's That gives me hope, bro, because I think there's such a contrast, um, you know, who watches the Grammys anymore? Uh, but you know Everybody's this whole so funny about that. Like I haven't watched the Grammys <laughs> in forever because they're a waste of time. Yeah, but, but the ahead. whole like satanic panic type thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Contrast that with this, and just like okay, I, again, I'm not a mystical guy, but like m- maybe that maybe that contrast is purposeful and just sort of like the consciousness of those of us who are paying attention. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, th- I think it it certainly should be, um, you know, wh- whatever you make of that, like whether that is like, like, listen, nothing, nothing, that's nothing new, like what they did at the Grammys. I mean, anybody who's been paying attention to the culture and I've been connected to our culture at different levels this whole time. Like uh, I, you know, I didn't, I dipped out for a couple of years when I was converted. Um, otherwise yeah. I've been pretty connected. I've been paying attention. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not, they keep pushing things, of course, but at this point, it's just it's just kind of cheesy and silly. But that doesn't mean yeah. that because I think it's already been there, done that, that there isn't real um, 
satanic influence there. There certainly is. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. in a not in an overweight guy dressing up in a devil pajama costume. <laughs> like that's that is just silly. But, or secret messages or whatever. Yeah, like but it's like but, yeah. but no, but the devil is in all of the he's he he will use all the aspects of our culture, right? The arts mm-hmm. and entertainment, our schools. He'll use whatever he can. And so it was a that was a public display that did highlight an anti-Christian, anti-God, mm-hmm. you know, however serious people want to take it, that is what it was. It was a presentation of that, and this is something different. Let's do this. Let's let's talk about what revival is, right? Because I just mm-hmm. saw I saw a woman, I think I follow her on Twitter, and she was saying, Hey, yeah, I do I do follow her. Um she has she does a podcast um exploring uh, abuse, church abuse. Uh, I, for, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like it's it's the name of her podcast is patterned after Mark Driscoll's comment about throwing people under the bus. Oh, and so wow. she has a podcast that's like I think after the bus or behind the bus or something like that. Okay. Where she's interviewing people. All right. So, anyways, she was like, "Can somebody tell me what revival is?" Because I don't know what it is. I think it was her. I can't. I'm not 100. percent And uh, which which surprised me, right? Because she's she's you know she's certainly a Christian. She's been involved in in church for you know a number of years. And because the reason I was surprised is because in my experience, everybody seems to know or at least think they know what revival is, but they give different answers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, when I went to Southern, that was my first time dwelling in a place that wasn't the north. Right. Now, Kentucky's not the south, but it ain't the north. And a lot of right. people from the south are there. And uh, so I was there and uh, people were saying, like, hey, we're going to have a revival. Mm-hmm. And I was literally confused. I said, how, mm-hmm. wait, you're going to have a revival? And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to have, I said, how do you, what are you talking about? And then I, I realized, like, oh, you, <laughs> you're going to have a meeting. You call that meeting a revival. Like I was, because right. I'd been so in a different tradition of, you know, a more historical understanding, I think, of what revival was. So they just, no, we're going to have a, a preaching meeting. And our hope, we call it a revival, but the hope is that there will be revival. How would you define revival? Like, uh, you know, just sort of off the cuff, or if you want to quote somebody, yeah. you can. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is a, uh, I think, a special movement of God in a point in time of conversion and refreshment by the Spirit. Um, and if it's true, it is gospel-centered, not centered on, um, you know, any other kind of sensational mm. movement or... You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the we would say like the laughing stuff and all that is that's what ends up being centered the show as as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think it can be manufactured like you were talking about earlier. Though I don't think the intent is to manufacture it so much when people are doing that. There's a hope. Yeah, maybe. yeah there's a hope. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up in the Independent Fundamental Baptist movement, and every year there was a tent meeting or a revival. You know, and and um, you know. Uh, it's kind of funny because as much as the IFB would like like smash on charismatics, it's like, well, this is your week of charismatic theology. Right. <laughs> you're you're getting super emotional and, and all these kind of things. But, yeah, I think it's a special movement of God by his spirit, gospel-centered for a period of time that brings conversion and renewal or refreshment. Mm, yeah, that's good. I like that. I think that's a really good, helpful definition the, the simplest one that I really liked was by Richard Owen Roberts. Have you read any of him? I, um, no, okay, not so that I recall anyway. He, he's not super well-known broadly, 
in evangelicalism. But on the on the subject of revival, he is one of the the foremost experts on the history of revival. Uh, he just okay. left Wheaton, but he's been in Wheaton for decades and decades. He's, oh, like, he's wow. like 150. Um, <laughs> he's like he's really really he's like, revival Yoda. He's re- Old Testament <laughs> prophetic old. He is old. Um, and I've been able to spend time with him and hear him teach and preach. And we've had him here and. Um, Cool. And so he's written a books on revival. He's got accounts that he, he's published. And um, he said that revival is simply an extraordinary work of the Holy Spirit that produces extraordinary results, mm-hmm. um, which is great, right? Very simple. But now you have to yeah. unpack it. And, and if you don't unpack it, then that extraordinary can be crazy stuff, right? And he is not. Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. fact, what he would argue, and I, I'm convinced of this as well, it sounds like you are, that in revival, the Holy Spirit is not doing anything new. He's right. doing the same things that he has always done. Conviction, conversion, sanctification. Uh, you know, he's, he's stirring people's affections. He's, mm-hmm. he's moving people toward reconciliation. He, he's doing the same stuff he always does, but he's doing it in greater measure. He's doing it uh, more immediately, right? Because sanctification is a long, slow process. But oftentimes in revival... Man, people might be delivered uh, from an addiction. Uh, they might just absolutely confess and break ties with particular sins. Uh, so, like it, there it's like a punctuated sanctification that can happen. Um, mm-hmm. But the point is, I is like, like that. it's the spirit just doing what he always does. So if it's like, oh, mm-hmm. man, now the spirit's doing something totally new. Like, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, he's he, he, we're levi- people are levitating. Like, well, <laughs> I want to see that. I'm totally yeah. down. Uh, yeah. To see that, but that's not revival, right? Meditation. Yeah, David Blaine can do that. <laughs> that's the thing, man. Like, the, I've seen, listen. I, I I watch these magicians, especially these up close magicians. I cannot comprehend how some of like some of the stuff you can look up. But like, man, I, I, yeah. If if I didn't know that they are illusionists, um, I would be throwing fire at them. One to burn yeah. them as a heretic, the spooky. <laughs> So I, no, think, I think that's, that's a really good mind, definition, right? you know, that idea of um, the the normal movement of the spirit. And I think that's why I said the for a time, you know, it's not necessarily that the spirit is doing anything differently, but there's something different in that time period that yeah. is occurring. And we might say subjectively from a human perspective, submitting yeah. in a particular way, in, in a synergistic way, and perhaps um, to to the. To the truth. I mean, again, I think when you say the spirit isn't doing anything new, the truth isn't new. There's not some new right. truth that's being proclaimed in that yeah. moment. And that's why I said gospel centered as well. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think that's a really good, helpful uh, definition that uh, the gentleman you mentioned. Uh, gave Richard Owen Roberts. Roar. Yeah. R-O-R. And, 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 okay. the th- and it, it could be like new to you. Right. I mean, obviously, yes. it's, like, it's yeah, fresh sure. in that sense. Right? Yeah. Fresh yeah. wind, fresh fire. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's that kind yeah. of a thing. Right. And so when you see revival happening. Historically, when you look back and read it, I, one of the things I like to do is I like to read accounts of revivals. Right. Where people yeah. because back in the day, man, you can read about the, the Boston revivals and like in the, what, the 1800s or whatever, you can read about that from like 
published accounts that were in newspapers. People would write in what was going on in their church and everything. It was just it's super mm-hmm. fascinating and encouraging. And you read these mm-hmm. accounts of people, and they are impacted in different ways, right? So you, like you said, there's always the preaching of the gospel, right? There's so it's always Christ centered. Um, there's prayer. Uh, you know, there's oftentimes you know singing, but there's conviction. There's repentance. There's a lot of things that are happening. Um, but it impacts people differently. And I remember one of the accounts that stands out to me was there was a teacher that was so overcome with conviction that they couldn't get out of bed for days. It's like they were hit with a deep and profound depression. That's the wrong word. Despair. That's the word. They were hit with despair and they couldn't get out of bed until God basically converted them, gave them assurance and lifted their head, and they were able to come out and then really experience this revival. But a part of it was this paralyzing conviction of their own sinfulness and uh, and hypocrisy. And so I know it sure. impacts everybody somewhat differently, and because of that, it's going to attract different kinds of people. Uh, it it will lead to different kinds of of, of abuses or errors that come into it, and. Mm-hmm. So that that's I'm guessing that that is why some people want to dismiss revival because of abuses, right? Mm-hmm. Like for example, when uh, during the Great Awakening you had the old lights and the new lights, right? Um, the old lights were the old traditional ministers who uh, not bad. Traditional is not bad. I'm just saying. They were older established guys, and they were called old lights because they were not for the new light of this of this revival, right? So they oppose, old lights mm-hmm. opposed the, this revival as a work of God. New lights embraced it as a work of God. But the reason they opposed it is because they were focused on the abuses and the errors. It wasn't like they were just hating. They, don't, it's like they didn't hate the, the work of the Spirit. Uh, they, they looked at the abuse, and they were like, I don't like this, right? This is wrong. So here's my question, though, to you. If we're not seeing any real abuses or errors coming out of the Asbury revival, why are we finding so many skeptical people like poo-pooing it on Twitter right now? Because I'm seeing a lot of it, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those people are skeptical of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if more. It doesn't, if it doesn't have the right label. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, so some people might like, Asbury, that's mm-hmm. a Wesleyan school. Yeah. You know, that's a holiness school. Of course, they're having revival, you know, um, and uh, so there may be like, hey, this is the wrong kind of school for this to happen. Yet, as I just mentioned, you know, earlier, Presbyterian pastors, PCA guys, yeah. guys that we would likely be in fellowship with, right. Baptist pastors showing up. I don't know if Denny has actually been there or not, but, you know, a guy like Denny is positively, uh, you know, encouraged by by this. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a there's a, that sort of um, if it's got the wrong associations, I'm not going to believe it's real. It's just so it's so crazy. Here's the thing. OK, um, let's just take a step back. Haters, don't you think that those crazy, weird, in your estimation, Wesleyans need revival? Yeah. So then why are you like, what do you don't they need it? Then why would yeah. you like, well, why would it start there? Because they need it. You you yeah, just admitted yeah. that they don't have their act together. So they need yeah. revival, dummies. Gosh, yeah. people are so yeah. ignorant. I don't understand that. And by the way, we all need revival. I'm not saying yeah, that about right. the Wesleyans. No, no, we no. We have disagreements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, boy, I, I, they have a rich heritage going back to the to the first Great Awakening. Yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. You know, you'd want to look and say, well, who were John and Charles Wesley? We may theologically have some issues with them, but these guys were used greatly of God to bring, con- you know, yeah. you know, through God and his, the preaching of the gospel, conversion. You know, it reminds me of uh, my pastor back in St. Louis, you know, when I was still young in ministry and still figuring things out. I'm still figuring things out, but uh, I would say, man, that guy, you know, some new person would show up. He's got some strange theology, and he goes, well, there's no better place for him to be than right here than right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's so good. I think the other skeptical sort of perspective um, may be, in one sense, warranted, and I'll, and I'll qualify that, because we have seen some very strange yeah. things sure. happen, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's this kind of like, and, and you even said it, kind of a wait and see. And I think there's another question there, by the way, of how do we how do we evaluate maybe months and years down the road but the 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 skepticism comes from that like hey look this brownsville toronto stuff is just crazy yeah uh but the problem with that of course is what we've already stated when you start getting reports back from people who we would be like okay maybe this isn't that then i need to say i i need to put a, a pause on my skepticism yeah and like you said pray like like, what would keep us from saying, Lord, if you're really in this, use it? I mean, again, there's yeah. that hopefulness for me of like, right. okay, we need this in our country. Yeah, I want some. Like, Lord, Amen. I want, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a mess. You know, yeah. listen, I, okay, just so, so people aren't panicking. I love Jesus. I love the Bible. I love my family. <laughs> I love the church. Everything's fine. But man, um, I've been going through it for a couple years. You know, I'm weary. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I have so doubts good, at times, right? Uh, yeah. like I know you have, you know, like PhD ain't, ain't gonna, PhD doesn't sanctify you, right? It That's does, right. PhD doesn't, <laughs> can do the exact doesn't, opposite, doesn't change actually. your heart, right? It's a seminary <laughs> yeah. PhD. It can all have that. So it's like, I want that revival, man. I've been praying for revival. Like this, if this is it, great. And I, I would be so yeah. pumped that it could start at Asbury. Why not? One of the yeah. things that I, that I, so I, I think it's, it's fine to be cautious, not skeptical, right? Like, I don't like, why be skeptical, man? Like I'm hopeful. Yeah. Like you said, you're hopeful, but be cautious, yeah. be thoughtful. And yes, we do need to tell people, well, like, you don't need to be like, well, actually, technically we can't say it's a revival <laughs> until enough time has gone. Okay. We can have those yeah. conversations. We're having that conversation. But when somebody yeah. goes, did you see the revival at Asbury? Um, my response, by the way, to have a conversation with people is to go like, yeah, man, actually I've been, you don't need to correct them on their use of the word. You'd be like, I have been watching that. And it does appear to me so far to be a work of God. This really could be something great. You know, I want to watch and see how it develops over time. Um, and I, I'm interested to see if it is a work of God, then I'll tell you what, like people, all kinds of people are going to be attached to it. Cause that, that's what happens, right? It's like how many people got attached to the Toronto blessing? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a specific subset of people that are into the Toronto blessing stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's an actual revival, then you're going to have all kinds of theological influences coming into this thing. And it's why like during the second great awakening in particular, I always think about Finney. Right, mm-hmm. because you had Asahel Nettleton. If you want to h- highlight two figures during the Second Great Awakening, um, Asahel Nettleton and um, and Charles Finney. Now, nobody really knows. Nobody. Most people that I run into who are long Christians, like you know, been following Jesus, and maybe they went to Bible college or whatever, they never heard about Asahel Nettleton. Uh, 
Uh, but they have heard about Charles Finney. We and I went to Moody. Yep. They love them some Finney. Yeah. And, uh, and Finney was a big part of, of the activity during the second great awakening. And, uh, you know, Finney had perhaps the most man centered theology and systematic theology that had ever been penned to that point. Um, yep. certainly, certainly the most, uh, in, in the modern era, uh, he denied original sin, justification by faith alone. And though yep. he talked a big game, I have his lectures on revival on my shelf. <clears throat> his, his revival messages were all law. It was all mm-hmm. do this. It was all repent. Whereas during the, during the great awakening or listening to Asel Nettleton during the second great awakening, there's an emphasis on like the new birth, right? The, 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 the grace of God and salvation, um, mm-hmm. you know, salvation by faith alone. And yes, with that comes the call to repentance, but he had this. And so, you know, he had a huge influence and still does because people look to, look to Finney and they promote Finney as this great revivalist. And he is a revivalist uh, in that he, he promoted a, an approach to revival that isn't biblical. Um, in fact, Finney says that revival is is something that you can manufacture, right? It's what you, it's the opposite of what you said. Like, no, you can you can plan it, and if you do it right, you can execute it. He said it is simply the right use of the constituted means. Um, he said it's psychological, is right, what he said. Right. And so, like when that guy, when so when people start to attack, that's what I'm. I'm actually more concerned. I'm hoping it's real. Um, I'm not concerned about it turning into, into Toronto blessing. I'm more concerned about people getting a, a kind of picking, taking a part of it or, or attaching themselves to it in some way and then leading people astray like Finney did to a large degree mm-hmm. and still does today by his influence and his approach to revival. Yes, very good, Joe. Uh, let me ask you a question that I think is a critical aspect that maybe you and I would say uh, we might, we might think needs to be asked and, and how do we evaluate, which is that this is not tied to a local church. Mm-hmm. This is happening on a Christian college campus, which we don't have any issues with Christian colleges. We've been to Christian college, but what, what are your thoughts on the, the tying it to the local church? Or maybe the better question is, or a, a question beyond is how should local churches um, in that area, attach themselves or be looking to how to minister to these students and others that are showing up? My recollection uh, on, on the history of revival uh, is that uh, revival, if you can determine where it sort of originated, you can't always, right? But if you can mm-hmm. determine where it sort of originated, um, it isn't really grounded in, even though it may have started somewhere, in one particular location. Right? It's, it's not like, oh, this is that particular church's revival. I mean, a church might experience revival, and, and a church can experience revival. But when you're talking about revival that spreads, um, it goes you know, into schools, it goes into churches, it goes into orphanages, it went, it went all over the place, it went into shops. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm less concerned about it starting at a Christian school. That's not a concern for me. Um, and so what you're bringing up is like, what, what, is, what role should the churches have then? Um, if, if, if this was say happening at Judson, which is about 20, 25 minutes from where our church is, which is a Judson university, it's a Christian it, college. It wouldn't happen there because they're too liberal, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> just look at Jimmy. Jimmy's a product of Judson. 
I always tell Jimmy that it, <laughs> Judson is the biggest Christian community college in uh, North America, is what I tell him, <laughs> which is totally unfair. Not true. It's a university. They it, have great it is. Degrees. We're just kidding. We're we just, just like kidding. to hate on it because My really it's good there. friend Greg Butler went there, too. You know Greg. <laughs> yeah. So, no, listen, we love you, Judson. We love you guys. Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. yeah, you could maybe maybe you know, strengthen your your theology department a little bit. <laughs> maybe not have that much diversity. You know, maybe yeah, a little less diversity <laughs> would be good there. Uh, theological diversity. So, anyways, look at your namesake. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, uh, let's go. So, um, so anyway, I, you, know, what, you were saying if it yeah, had if, if it were if happening there, Johnson. then yeah, uh, uh, we would. I mean, if it was happening there, I would want to have some of our people going there uh, mm-hmm. to minister to to the students, uh, to be encouraged, for us to be encouraged. Uh, and then what oftentimes happens when revival is happening and it's going, it's spreading, that more meetings pop up. Like, okay, there's a meeting there, but now there'll be another meeting in, in a church. There'll be another meeting uh, over here at this other, at the seminary, right? Um, so, like, I would expect that if this is going to be more than a very localized revival for a school that we will see more meetings popping up and we will begin to see an awakening, right? Like conversions. We will see more conversions that actually make a difference. It's always funny to me when I hear like some church like Elevation say, oh, we had 3,000 conversions in the last couple of months. And it's like, yeah, but nobody can tell. Not in, in what neighborhood is any, you know, I'm, I'm, I am sort of being mean here. But like all of these things, like we're having all of these mass convert, and it's like, man, it, when when you read the accounts of revival, when they're like, we had twenty four people were converted in the past, you know, few months. That's a big revival, right, for for a church, and uh, and yeah, people are talking about it because when revival happens, everybody starts talking about the change that's happening. Like outsiders can only talk about the change because they they don't understand what's going on. But they're like, whoa. You know, and you you hear about these, you know, thieves returning all their stolen goods and all this kind right, of stuff. Right, right. It's like a Zacchaeus moment, right? It's yeah. like, I'm in Christ now. I've got to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, wrongs being righted and things like that, yeah. So I, I would just say that I would hope that churches would be, you know, prayerfully supportive of mm-hmm. the apparent work of God. And, man, it would be a great opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you don't have regular prayer meetings. Uh, we don't have a regular scheduled prayer meeting at our church, uh, but this might be a good time to go, hey, you know what? We're going to schedule a time of prayer, not mm-hmm. to try to manufacture anything, but to pray that the work of revival would come, would continue. I think you've always got to guard against you know, manipulation because yes. it, is, it is really easy to manufacture uh, emotional experiences, mm-hmm. and it's very easy if you're starting to use production. Right. If you use uh, lights and music, man, like you can stir people up. And I cry. I don't really cry. I don't, I'm, my body doesn't work that way. But my eyes get teary when I just hear certain songs. Sure. Right. It's like it produces yes. like a, a, an emotion in me. Yeah. So imagine now you're talking about one of the most the most important being in the world to you, right? God. You're talking about the gospel and your soul, and 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 now you've got these other you know production elements. Yeah, you can you can really manipulate people into thinking that they're experiencing revival when they're really just having a an emotional thing, which is not bad. So I would want to protect against you know manipulation. Yeah, because uh, that 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 would be because when you do that, when you do when when you when you hold out revival, when, I'm sorry, when you hold out emotional manipulation to somebody as revival. 
and it actually produces no change in them, they doubt mm-hmm. the spirit. They begin mm-hmm. to doubt God, like, oh, that was it? Like I had a mountaintop experience, right? Rocky yeah, Mountain High. You know, they have this mountaintop experience, right? And it, it felt great, and it was real, but it, it wasn't real uh, it wasn't transformative. Change, yeah. transformative, right? It was exactly. just, it was yeah. just, a, it was a good, emo- and I like emotions, right? Like you know, not not a lot of them, uh, but I like you know, emotions are good. So I don't want people to walk away going, oh man, I had I experienced revival, and I had an amazing weekend, and then I went right back to sleeping with uh, my girlfriend and my my, yeah. my side chick. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what? yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's a really interesting point, and I think you made it earlier too that you we don't. Man, we need to pray that charlatans don't swoop in mm. and kind of try to take this over, you know, um, and do exactly what you just said, which is turn it into something that we would say revival is not. Another interesting thought that came to mind too, Joe, is that we have been praying for revival, um, but America has, <clears throat> you know, since the time of a guy like Judson, ha- has been sort of the center of missions. But one cool thought is, I mean. Oh, we just lost audio. <laughs> I can't hear you. We just lost audio. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay, try again. I'm sorry. You were just yeah, on the verge yeah. of saying something awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just saying, you know, America was the center of missions and, and maybe still is considered that. But think about the brothers and sisters around the world that have been praying for this for the United States. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, perhaps our brothers and sisters in the underground church in China are yeah. like, getting word of this and like, yes, this is what we've been praying for. for and we know that sisters. Yeah. We know that they've been praying. They tell us that they're like, you yeah, guys, yeah. Ha- you guys are soft. Yeah. Uh, you guys are you're fat. You're spiritually like fat those, and lazy. Those African bishops in, in, you know, in these countries that are like, so, you know, gung ho about the gospel and preserving biblical truth and theology are like, yes. Yeah. Like, no, like we, we do hear from them and they're like, yeah. You know, and, the, and some of them have gone so far as to say, like, listen, we're praying for either persecution or revival because yeah, you guys yeah, need right. something to go yeah. on over there. So I think that's a really that's right. good point, man. Um, and they are, I mean, like, a, a lot of these other countries now uh, are sending missionaries to us. Yeah, uh, that's right. Because you know what it's like. Uh, it, it's like trying to reach everybody in your family or your friend group with the gospel. After a while, you've kind of done everything you can do. <laughs> Right. Now you're praying. And yeah. then some other dude will come in that they've never met before and share the gospel with them, and they, they, they're converted. You're like, wait, wait what just right. happened? It's just how God does yep. things, right? He'll bring yeah. other people in. Well, man, look, I, uh, I'm, I'm interested, and uh, I tend to be a, a rather— people, people say, like, well, you know, you're, are you a pessimist or are you a realist, like all that stuff? Um, it depends. When it comes to God, I'm an optimist. Like, when That's it comes right. to people, I'm pessimistic. Right? But when it comes yeah. to God, I'm optimistic because I just I know what he can do and I've seen what he does. So, yeah, so yeah, I understand that the temptation to be skeptical because I know people, but I also know the Lord and the history of revival, at least what little I do know of it. And so uh, I want I would love I would love to see some uh, an extraordinary work of the spirit produce extraordinary results now. um there's a there's a hashtag for this. Do you know what the hashtag is on Twitter? Ooh. Let me see. Yeah, is it Asbury Revival? I think that's what it is. <laughs> that's really yeah. complicated. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think that's what I've seen too. Yeah, I would say you know check that out. 
go uh, look on Twitter and um, do some reading, right? Read, you have you have a favorite book on revival, Jason? Uh, I think it's uh, Ian Murray. Um, one of his is it Pentecost today? Is that the one that that he talks about revival? One of his books, Ian Murray talks about revival. Ian Murray has revival and revivalism, which maybe covers, that's yeah, which is which is a great book. Um, I picked that up when I was a student at Moody. Uh, because he came in to lecture at like the Whitfield Institute, which was a short-lived thing. Uh, mm. That was it was really cool. Um, so yeah, revival, revival uh, Pentecost today. Uh, revival by Lloyd Jones is interesting. Um, yeah. uh, but a revival by Richard Owen Roberts. Look for that. I think that's the title of the book. Um, there's a bunch of what's that one? The guy from um, the guy George from, Marsden. George Marsden. Okay, that's is not that what the I was one thinking, thinking of. of. No, no. no. Oh, uh, okay. What's that? The Gospel Coalition. Who's the guy that runs the Gospel Coalition? Colin okay. Hansen. Yeah. Okay. Colin Hansen. I was going to say he's got a gap in his teeth. That's all I was trying to describe it. To you. <laughs> and he has he, massive hands. That guy's has, got the biggest has, hands of ever. He <laughs> he looks like like he looks like an adult baby. He looks like he looks like an adult toddler. He's got the hair. He's kind of the hair. He's got the big hands. He's, he's got that smile, those cheeks. Um, he, oh, he has man, a book, right? So he has funny. a book on revival. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I don't know what it's what it's called. I look up the uh, Colin Hansen on, on revival because like that's also a really good one that'll give you accounts of revival and whatnot. Uh, let me see here. I thought no, maybe I'm wrong on Marsden, but. My bad. <laughs> all righty. All right. So listen, check it out. You guys can Google. I don't need to, we don't need to give you links for everything. You got the internet. Okay. So right. do your thing. Jason, thanks for Hashtag coming on. Hashtag Asbury Revival is right though. Hashtag okay. Asbury Hashtag Revival. Asbury Revival. Uh, find, you can find Jason Alligut on Twitter at Dugilla. And uh, you can find us at Doc and Devo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. Thanks for listening guys. And uh, we'll catch you later.